the new home of UTEP Miners football and UTEP men's basketball. The Orange Revival is on 600 ESPN El Paso. Welcome back, everybody. As we continue, it is our number two of the Don Haskins Show coming your way live from the three-legged monkey here in East El Paso, corner of Hawkins and Montana. And uh, what a special guest uh, we've got uh, for us on the telephone lines right now. A man who uh, starred at UTEP for four seasons before moving on to the NBA. Very happy to have with us Tim Hardaway on the phone lines. And Tim, uh, I know it's getting a little late for you back there in Miami. I appreciate you staying up with us and uh, being a guest on the Don Haskins Show tonight. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me. Hey, Anytime uh, I can, you know, be on with the coaches, it's all good with me. Hey, thank you, Tim. How you doing, uh, Coach? I'm doing fine. How you doing? I'm great. I'm great. You know, just uh, you know, you my still... son is 6'4 hey. now, playing basketball. Oh, really? Him play. Yeah, he's he's and, what now, 6? He's 6'4". 6'4"? Yep. Damn. You know, he didn't get my, he, you know he didn't get his height from me. No. <laughs> Is all from my wife. Well, I'll be darned. How tall is she? Uh, she about, you know, 5'10". Yeah. Because uh, I know you were the best chosen, the best uh, guard in the nation your senior year under right. six foot, right? Yes. Well, I'm impressed. If there's a 6'4 Hardaway coming up, and that's uh, Tim, tell us, how's, how's his basketball game? How would you rate it right now as a father? Right now, it's coming along. He, uh, you know, he's playing well. Uh, you know, I, his game is not further along like I was when I was growing up because, you know, he uh, he's growing up different, differently. I grew up in a time where, you know, we that's all we had to do in Chicago was play basketball or go outside in the cold and play football. So I played a lot of basketball, and, and um, that's how I got my reputation. Yeah, and that's so, how. So uh, here and um, with uh, with me, he's just. You know, he's growing up in a, in a lavish life and, you know, and, and, and enjoying um, the benefits of, uh, of my uh, skills playing in the NBA. So, you know, it's, times are different now. Yeah, Tim, uh, um, boy, you're, I've had two guys I would call, call true gym rats, and that's yourself and Nate Archibald. Um, yeah. I've never seen a guy, and I've said this many times, when you're a freshman, you know, everybody knew you were going to be good. <clears throat> but uh, you played a little out of control because your speed and what have you. As a sophomore, I remember the assistants come in, and they said, you're not going to believe how much Hardaway's improved. Well, all that come from all the hours you spent in Chicago playing with pros uh, I think you played Isaiah Thomas in the summer. Right. The yep. next, the next year, the same thing. Yeah, you went, you got better and better and better. Then even after you uh, got in the NBA uh, that first year, I thought, well, uh, Tim's got to get, he's got to get to a place where this is going to kind of level off. But I thought your first three or four years. Uh, as an NBA player, you you just kept getting better, and I think that speaks. Uh, you tell your son that if he wants if he wants to be good, he'll spend if he'll spend the time you spend at it. Um, um, you know the players. You know it's it's like right now we got a couple players here, and I understand they don't like playing in the summer, 
and oh, no. uh, they're not going to make it. No. And and they got talent. Now I don't know that for sure, and I shouldn't probably make that statement. But uh, uh, to make it, like you did, um, Tim, when you came here, um, you know you threw up that kind of knuckleball, and your <laughs> fingers were huge. And I remember when I, I I spent a little time with you down there, and uh, trying to get you to turn it properly. And finally, after watching you, I remember what I told you. Just keep practice as much as you do, and you'll learn to get it in the basket, and you did. Yep. Yep. Yep, I tell my son and people that all the time. I say, you know, people try to change my shot, or they try to get me to get it rotated. Right. And um, they was... see that it never rotated, so they just said, you know, keep practicing. If you just keep practicing, keep practicing, it's going to go in. And, um, and, it and that's what I did. I just kept practicing and, it just, you know, just practicing, shooting, shooting, shooting. And it just, you know, started going in. And I, and I knew and I had, and I it developed a lot of confidence that it was going to go in. And I tell my son all the time, I say, if you want to be good or great at this game, you have to be a gym rat. You got to go outside. I got a basketball court outside. And, you know, here in Miami, it's nice weather all the time unless it's raining. You I say, you know, you got to go outside and you got to know the, the backboard uh, inside and out. You got to know the court inside and out. So yeah. wherever you at on the court, you got to know how to put the ball in and down low. You got to know how to put it and use the glass. So you got to be a gym rat. And that's what I was, a gym rat. And, um, you know, when I came down there to El Paso, you know, I, I, I didn't really know how to run a team. Um, I was just, you know, like you said, just, just faster than I could dribble the ball. And, um, you know, you instilled in me that, you know, I had to start working on uh, controlling my, myself, first of all, and controlling the tempo of the game for my teammates so in order to make them better and make us, you know, a good team and give us a chance to win every night. And so that's how I instilled that. That's how you instilled that into me, and that's how I went further. If I didn't have that, you know, I probably, you know, I probably would have made it, but I probably wouldn't have made it. With, uh, I, I just on, uh, I just would have made it on skills, but you know, in the NBA, you got to have brains and skills to play that game. So I, with you, I, I developed both. Well, thank you a lot, Tim. Hey, Tim, uh, uh, your, do you recall any special game as a minor? A special, special game. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can recall about three or four of them. Um, uh, my freshman year, uh, when we was at um, New Mexico, when they threw the uh, little uh, cup. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, the next one in in uh, in, um, in Arizona, where we beat um, Iowa. Uh, another one. Um, uh, what was that? Uh, when we was in uh, when we played finished Dembo them in uh, Wyoming. We wasn't supposed to win, and we won that one. Uh, so it was, it was just a lot of special moments, yeah, a lot of special games there. Tim, you're gonna... in, uh, Oh, my uh, my senior year when we only had eight players, and we wasn't supposed to win a WAC tournament. That's the one I'm thinking of. <laughs> and there wasn't you know, eight. There was seven. We came in at halftime, and uh, everybody was just beside themselves. And uh, for some – I mean, the first game, for some reason – we all settled down after that halftime, and we came out, and we won the tournament. <laughs> uh, that was the first game. Tim, do you remember what happened? 
We were yeah. over we're over at Utah, and uh, uh, Chris uh, Blocker um, was taking uh, 12, 13 hours, and some instructor uh, dropped him, which made him ineligible. Right. All right. And uh, so he didn't play there. I think right. we went from Utah over to Provo to play the tournament. Well, right. anyway, in the next game, Antonio Davis broke his leg. Right. So we were left with seven players. And yep. uh, I remember the day before, <clears throat> we worked on four corners, and uh, um, we ran the clock down to 28, 29, 30 seconds. And I have never seen as many big shots as you made at the end of that clock. And we ended up beating BYU. And then we played the Seton Hall in the NCAA tournament. And I think we got beat one. And we had two of our starters out. That was a pretty good team. Yeah. Yeah, that was a pretty good team. Yeah, absolutely uh, right. Tim, that was great. Yeah. I'll I'll never forget. at that clock could get down, I think, well, yeah, uh, he's not going to make this one. And <laughs> bet you did. Yeah, you but you know up. what? It, 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 uh, it shows a lot towards coaching, too. When you have a good coach and you listen, you got to listen to your coach. You know, even if, you know, you, you don't think it's going to work, if you listen to your coach and believe in your teammates and just go out there and try to um, – carry out the game plan you never know what might happen and that's what we did we carried out the game plan to a t and we followed everything that you asked us to do play hard no defense uh, rebound the ball on defensive Uh end and take it down to 28 30 seconds and just penetrate and whoever shoots the ball just shoot it with confidence Uh, that's what happened tim uh i think the ironic if we went back and looked at that score, <clears throat> we scored more points than you'd ever believe because at the end of the clock, you know, we were taking good shots. And, uh, of course, BYU didn't want to guard us that long. Nobody right. does. But that, exactly. of all the games as a college coach, I remember <clears throat> that was one of my fondest. Okay. Tim Hardaway. Hello. I was going to say, Tim Hardaway joining us on the show as we continue here on the Don Haskins Show. Tim, if you don't mind, take us back to your days in Chicago and getting recruited by UTEP. Um, we, we heard the stories that you weren't heavily recruited, but when you were uh, you know, 17, 18 years old and UTEP first came calling and uh, Tim Floyd came and visited you, what was, uh, what was that like for you? Red, red it was word. special. You know, it's very special. Um, I wasn't heavily recruited, um, um, and then you know when I when when UTEP came and and, and started recruiting me, uh, I felt special. You know, I felt I, it was a special connection. And um, um, and then when you know they said they needed a point guard to go ahead and um, uh, come in and play right away the next year, um, I said okay, fine. He said, but they they took a gamble on me because you know my grades wasn't up to par. So I got my grades up to par, and um, um, I came in and, um, um, you know, and started playing right away. You know, I didn't play right away. I was on the bench, but, you know, I was, you know, suited up 
and um, I was on the court for the team. And um, it was a lot of teams like like uh, Jimmy Collins for Illinois, uh, uh, the guy from um, Oklahoma. There's a lot of guys that saw me after my first year at UTEP and saw me playing in the summer league, and they wanted me to transfer. And I told them, no, I'm not going to transfer because, you know, um, um, UTEP took, took the uh, – uh, they came out and, 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 and put their heart out and, and, and said, like, you know, and put and laid it out on the line for me. And hey. I said, you know, I just can't. I, I'm loyal to, you know, the people that are loyal to me. And they was loyal to me, so I, I was loyal to them, and it was just a happy family. Hey. You know, it, and it was, a, it was a special thing to go to UTEP because I was a city guy. I was from Chicago, and I was a city guy. And, you know, El Paso was slowed down. And I needed that slowed down. I needed to be slowed down and just go to school, um, get my grades, stop being the fast lane, and, uh, you know, just, just understand where, you know, life was for me. And, and that's why I tell everybody, you know, if, if, I, if I didn't go to UTEP, it, I don't know where I would have went, but I probably wouldn't be here today because uh, in the position I'm in now because I wouldn't have learned a lot. There at UTEP, I learned a lot from a lot of people. A lot of people people taught me a lot, so you know it's, it's like family down there. That's like my second home down there in uh, at El Paso. So you know, I was just fortunate to be down there. Hey uh, Tim, yeah. uh, I want to see if you. Uh, I'll never forget uh, Russ Bradbird was the guy that recruited you and kept begging me, and uh, he said, "Well, he don't shoot real well." And I went out and watched you in a little pickup game and I knew immediately that I wanted you and there was a little fat kid that kept he was there and uh, it was kind of a street game and right you remember him yep what his was, name was Major Taylor we used to call him Discount Discount <laughs> yeah Discount he I mean but, he could talk his way out of a paper bag yeah he he was my ear all afternoon and I knew yep. I wanted you but I wouldn't tell him and he right. said, man, you're making a mistake. Timmy's going to play in the NBA. <laughs> and uh, uh, But anyway, Tim, uh, the night before that we talked, uh, we talked to him. Can't think of his name. He went to Bradley. What was his name? Um, he was about a six-foot guard. Oh, and, you're talking and, about, uh, I know. He, oh, um, uh, he was from Crane. He's from Crane High School. Uh, I forget his name. I, do I know too. you're talking about. Well, anyway, see, he told us the night before, he said, uh, you're recruiting uh, Tim Hardaway too, aren't you? And I said, yes, we are. And he said, I will come if you don't bring Tim. Now, that kind of bothered me a little about him. I'm sure So the next day, I asked you, I said, now, if we take, uh, wasn't his name Manuel? Uh, yeah, Anthony Manuel. Anthony Manuel. You're right. And I, I, I told you, I said, now Anthony Manuel might come, and your remark was, I don't care who comes. Right. So that sold, that sold me on Tim Hardaway. Absolutely. So so you arrive in El Paso, you play at UTEP, and I'm, I'm wondering what it was like for you. You know, you, we, Coach just talked about playing in the summer leagues in Chicago. What was it like going up against Jeep Jackson every day in practice? Oh, it was great. It was great. You know, he, he taught me a lot about, you know, the game of basketball. 
You know, never quit. Never quit on a plate. Always play your hardest while you're out there. Always give 150%. And he gave, and he always out there, he always gave 150, 200%. Steve Jackson, when he played defense, he was in your face, hard nose in your face. If he played on, when he was on offense, he never thought he couldn't miss a shot when it came right down to it. He always played with a lot of passion, a lot of confidence, and with a lot of integrity. And that's all you wanted from a from a teammate. And you know, it was it was a it was a, I, I played with a lot of guys from um, uh, Chicago and El Paso, but I never played with the type of intensity that a lot of people a lot of people in El Paso played with. I used to play with a lot of people, like a lot of Mexicans, a lot of just 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 guys around the city of El Paso. And they gave me the hardest games in the world. I had to play my best. I had to bring my best. Games was up to 50, 60, 60 points sometimes at, uh, at, uh, 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 what's the name of that, the, uh, what's the name of that, um, the, uh, the other, the ones that across the street, um, Memorial Gym. Where we, sometimes we go practice that coach. Memorial Gym. Um, Memorial Gym. Yeah, Memorial Gym. Yeah. We, I mean, I used to play with those guys, and it used to be the toughest time getting past those guys because they played with a lot of heart and with a lot of confidence. So, you know, I attribute um, playing with them uh, or against them uh, with my hard nose and just playing with a lot of confidence with those guys. Because I, if I, I mean, I we used to run up and down the court every day, all day. Tim, you were one of the hardest playing players that ever uh, came here, and. Uh, um, I think uh, you benefited from it. Oh yeah! Uh, you're telling me that your son, you got a court out in your backyard. And, uh, uh, are you still in that? Uh, have those chicken houses that you had a couple, three years ago? Yes, I still have them. Yes. How many you got? Uh, we got two going on three now. Two going on three. What's the name of them? Hardaway's House of Wings. Hardaway House of Wings. Guess how yes. many flavors of wings he has? How many? Forty. You can. Uh-uh, forty flavors of wings. We got all type of wings, and we got we got um we got um um shrimp and um uh what's that shrimp and um rice too. So we got a whole bunch of stuff. So if you're ever in the uh, Miami area, you have to make a stop at Hardaway's House of Wings. Yep, we in Coconut Grove. Everybody love to come to Coconut Grove. So we're in the Coconut Grove area. And, um, you know, out, out, more out south, but a lot of people love to go in the Coconut Grove area because it's, uh, it's a nice tourism place. Let's take a break. We're back with more of the Don Haskins Show from the Three-Legged Monkey right after this on News Radio KROD. Well, that's great. And uh, once again, I know you're still staying very active with your son and, and yourself. You still keep yourself in great shape. We had you here in El Paso for an event a couple of years ago when you came in and saw you at the time, and you look great. And I'm sure as you get older, uh, you're trying to keep yourself in uh, in good shape on and off the court. Oh, most definitely. You know, just try to keep myself in shape. My, you know, I, I, I until my son beat me, I'm going to still play basketball. <laughs> and when, when he beats me, then I'm going to put my shoes down, put them up, and be like, okay, I'm done. You, but, can, uh, still you, beat know, still, you can still beat your son? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I still beat him. I still beat. You know, I, he he don't have the muscles that I have right now. He's getting them, so I still muscle keep him. I still muscle him and and, and uh, um, beat him up a little bit. Now, how old is your son? He's fifteen. He's six four and he's fifteen. Yep, sophomore. Oh my 
goodness. I thought yeah. I and thought he was 17, Did 18. he get to play a lot in high school this year? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He stars on his team. Oh, well. He's, yeah, he stars on his team. Yeah. And, um, you know, he um, and every time he don't, you know, they don't play or nothing like that, I ha- I, um, I've taken with me and we play against Darrell Wright, uh, uh, Dwayne Wade, and all those guys. So he learned a lot. You play up against Dwayne Wade at 15 years old, you're going to learn something, that's for sure. Yep. Tim Hardaway joining us on the phone lines as we continue here on the Don Haskins Show from the uh, Three-Legged Monkey. Well, Tim, you've got a lot of good memories of El Paso, a lot of good memories of UTEP, and I think a lot of the fans here call the time that you started UTEP part of that glory time. It was the 80s. The team was ranked. You had some huge games, some huge battles, and uh, I think uh, one that also stands out in a lot of people's minds was that uh, tournament game against the University of Arizona in Tucson. Yeah. Yes, that that stands out in front of everybody's eyes. You know, he, uh, um, everybody thought we was gonna get blown out and lose, and 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 we came in there and showed a lot of confidence, a lot of spunk, and we showed everybody that you know, uh, anybody on any given night, if you just go out there and play your game and and, and understand your game plan, you could beat anybody. Hey, uh, Tim. Yeah. Um, the, the guard's name from uh, LSU that we played in the NCAA tournament? Chris what, Jackson. Chris Jackson. Yeah. That's all I'd heard all year was Chris Jackson. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, we were worried about getting back on defense. And I do not know how many times that you got the ball in the middle of the floor, three on one, and we shot layups on them. It was oh, yeah. uh, uh, I I remember him standing around the free throw line. He's the only one back. They rebounded with four. And right. uh, you did everything but blow his socks off. <laughs> Boy, that was, a great, yep. that was a great game. Oh, yeah. See, I, you had, I, a lot I of, you to... had a lot of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, I, you know, I, I just wanted to show everybody that, you know, that uh, when it was my time to shine in front of the, you know, in front of everybody in the world, uh, that was watching us, you know, that, that, you know, I was one to reckon with. How tough was Coach on you uh, during your UTEP career? Oh, he's very tough. He's very tough. You know, and, I, and, 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 and you know, kids today, they, um, they don't know how to take criticism, constructive criticism. They, uh, um, you know, I, I grew up in a time where, you know, you get yelled at and, and you know, you it's just, you know, you got to show how tough you are. You know, you got to come back and show the coach that I know what you're saying. I'm going to take the criticism and show you that I can um, um, still play basketball. And that's what I did. Most guys today, they, they, they can't take the criticism. They, they, they just lay it down and, and, and don't want to do what it takes to win. Tim, you know, they, don't, the they don't turn out to be players like you either. Right. You know, the ones right. that uh, – um, it's like you're you're talking about your son having a. Um, I, I got a feeling that I don't know who else is tough on him, but I'll bet you are. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm tough on him, and um, you know, just if if, if you want it, you got to go out there and take it. There ain't nobody nobody's going to give it to you. That's right. You got to go out there and take it, and, and and working hard, and doing your stuff on the court every day, and being a gym rat. That's what you got to do to take take it. 
Tim, uh, some people are probably wondering uh, what you've been up to. I know you've got a lot of business interests and everything else. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, what you've been uh, what you've been doing uh, here recently. Well, I've been, you know, just um, um, coaching my son and, and doing a lot of coaching around here in the Miami area. You know, around here um, with, uh, with with Florida winning back to back championships, it's been great for the Florida area. Um, uh, you know, these these kids now on basketball it used to be an all football state now a lot of a lot of kids are starting to play basketball and they need the fundamentals they need to know how to you know uh work the fundamentals and 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 go out there and play the game right and understand how to play the game and that's what i've been out here teaching teaching kids out here i've been trying to um get back into the nba i'm going to the all-star game working with the nba and i'm just trying to get with a team to uh be an assistant coach or uh, a scout or something like that because I know talent and I just want to help out with these, these guys that come into, into the NBA with like coming off pick and roll and just knowing how to play the game. If you look at the NBA now, it's watered down. A lot of people don't know how to play this game. And if they do know how to play the game, they don't know how to um, – they play it with their uh, athleticism. They really don't know how to think the game out. That's why I like when I, when I watch Chris Paul, he's out there – he understands the game. He understands what his team needs to win ball games, and, he, and that's penetrating and giving them uh, a chance to win every night. I love Baron Davis. He out there playing great basketball because he's, he's giving his team a lot of confidence. He's passing the ball, and, and, and that's what you're supposed to do. You, it don't matter who is open. You got to give them the ball because they can make. If it's an easy shot, they got to make it. So uh, uh, that's what I look. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, trying to get with the NBA team. So that's what I'm doing now. Hey Tim. Uh, yes. What do you think about Shaq uh, going to the Suns? I think it was a great trade. You know, I think it was a great trade because the Suns need a low post guy that they can go to. They don't have a low post guy that if, if Shaq is healthy, they give you know him the ball on low post and he could do some damage once he's healthy. All right. And I think that with the Heat. They needed a change of scenery with uh, with some ball players. They needed some young ball players. And Sean Marion has brought winning ways down here, and and, and some enthusiasm down here, and, and and some energy down here. And that's what they need. They need energy. They need some enthusiasm, and um, they got that from uh, uh, Sean Marion. So I think it's a great trade for both teams. Now that Shaq is in Phoenix. Uh... Do you look at the Suns as the team to beat, especially with what the Lakers are doing now that they've got Gasol? They're also uh, going to be getting, uh, you know, some help uh, with buying them back after the injury. So, uh, who's your team to beat right now in the East and in the West? Well, I think, I think the San Antonio Spurs are still the team to beat. Nobody has knocked them off yet, and nobody has. Um, uh, I mean, this, you know, they still. Until they get hurt, until they get beaten, they still the team to beat. And, um, uh, you know, people still got to reckon with them and play against them. And, you know, they, they, they haven't missed a beat. If you look at their team, they still, you know, they, they might lose two or three in a row. But other than that, they win seven in a row, lose a couple. Just like last year, they win ten in a row, lose a couple. You know, so they steady going, going, going. Uh, it, it, to me, it's going to be uh, uh, with them who's going to dethrone them. Um, you know, if Shaq is healthy, it could be Phoenix. It could be, um, um, uh, who's that, uh, 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 the Lakers, too. You know, when Bynum come back, when he come back, uh, hopefully he'd be 100% healthy 
and uh, you know, with 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 Bynum and Casol down low, and, and with um, uh, Lamar Odom playing his um, natural position at three, you know, they gonna they gonna be some a team to reckon with. And I like that team, uh, the Lakers, with that with that trade with um, for um, for Paul Casol. But um, you know, it's still we'll still see, you know, if they see if they got it or not. Uh, out in the East, uh, you know, it's it's up in the air. You know, the team. I think the team is still Detroit Pistons. The Detroit Pistons are playing very well. They they know how to win. Um, I think last year they just let LeBron do whatever he wanted to do to win to, to win the game. But uh, it's still the Detroit Pistons out this way. They they got the best record and they playing well out here. There you have it. Uh, Tim Hardaway with his thoughts and predictions. Timmy, the next time we get a chance to talk to you, we got to get you back here. We got to get you back to El Paso, fly in, and let you spend a couple of hours with the Bear and uh, and do this show in person for everybody in El Paso. Yeah, that is that'd be great. Hey. You know, I let you know my schedule and probably in March sometime because I know I'm booked up right now doing stuff for the NBA for the next couple of weeks. So probably you know middle of March with March Madness, you know, I come down there and just hang out. Hey Tim, thank you. Uh, do you hey, know you. Do you know that old Bud slogan? The what? That old Bud slogan, Bud Light. Yeah. I love you, man. <laughs> I love you, too. <laughs> tell your wife, I say hello, and I love I'm, her, too. Okay, Tim. Tell, All your, right. tell your family hello. All right. I will do. There Thank you have you. it. It's Tim Hardaway joining us as we continue. Uh, let's take a break. We're back with more of the Don Haskins Show from the Three-Legged Monkey right after this on News Radio KROD. AM 600, News Radio, K-R-O-D. I didn't pick this. All right, let's go. 7.40 now the time as the Don Haskins Show continues from the three-legged monkey here at the corner of uh, Hawkins and Montana. 880-5763-880-KROD is our telephone number. 880-KROD, our telephone number. Keith Adams was here in hour number one. Um, just got uh, through with uh, Tim Hardaway as our guest in hour two. Um, I'll tell you something, Coach, and this is interesting. We've talked a lot about this. The Miners, uh, the men's team now, switching gears. A little bit of a different team at home compared to on the road. They lose to UAB on Saturday, and then uh, Tony Barbie blasted a couple of the, the big men in the paper the next day. And we've had some people talk about it, and what's interesting is that a lot of the people that called in on the show, they didn't have a problem with it. They were hoping that maybe Tony could light a fire under some of the big men, and maybe this will be something to try to motivate them because if you get only three rebounds from your four and your five player that started and played significant minutes for you, that is obviously not going to get it done um, against a team like UAB uh, on the road. That's true, but uh, let's give UAB uh, some credit. Absolutely. Um, I heard uh, John Teicher repeatedly say that so-and-so is blocked out and what have you, and... Uh, I know the players, uh, you know, they've struggled a little bit. They have been better at home than they have on the road. Yes. But most teams are. As a head coach, how do you try to duplicate that home court advantage on the road? What can you do to try to get your players to treat those games like uh, like home games and not road games? I don't know. I just always, you know, get a, uh, I always felt that, 
if you practiced hard every day. Now, if you practice three days out of five, yes, you're probably going to have two days when you play that you're not going to play hard. But I always tried to preach to our players that um, that you had to practice good every day to to play at home and away. Well, that's true. You have to uh, practice hard. Sounds simple, but it's not that simple. Now, what about when you practice hard, but you still have struggles on the road? That's, I guess, is that the most frustrating thing when, as a head coach, you'll well, say sure to yourself, is. you um, had a great practice, but you couldn't duplicate yeah, it the next and, night? And uh, Tony, uh, he was uh, he was upset. You know, he, uh, um, you know, they'd played. Uh, they, they, you know, we could have beat Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. We could, have beat, we could have beat the uh, number one team in the nation. Yeah. And, um, well, you know, we're seven ahead of Texas Tech over there. And, uh, you know, we didn't play well at the end. And, uh, uh, you know, our guards, um, well, Kilgore's a senior. Yeah. The other little guy, he, uh, he is going to be a hell of a player. Cole Pepper? Yeah. But, uh, you know, um, we got a lot of young guys out there still. There's a lot of freshmen. Yeah. Getting and, their feet wet this whole season. Well, I, yeah. I've always said when it comes, when it gets out in the, down in the year at about 20 games, that, um, um, you know, freshmen aren't freshmen anymore. Now, I don't know if you're watching this, Coach, but Vanderbilt is playing Kentucky right now. With four minutes left to go in the first half, Vandy is leading Kentucky – 32 to 9 or 8 32 to 8 you know what happened at uh, Kentucky I know exactly what happened at Kentucky uh, uh, Vanderbilt to come in there undefeated and Billy knocked him off yep and uh, you got an emotional bunch from Vanderbilt uh, playing at home tonight have you ever this is a question that uh, Keith actually had written for us before she left have you ever coached a game where the bench was on the baseline like the court uh, at Vanderbilt? I've never seen that before. Over at uh, Arizona State a couple years. Yeah. God, I hated that. Yep. They had both one – their bench was under one um, uh, backboard and ours was on the other. I didn't, I didn't like it. Why do you think, uh, why do you think some schools uh, like, like Vandy and, and at the time Arizona State uh, did I that? Have you seen any more anyone else do that? No, I haven't. It's a I have rarity. No idea. It's a strange. It's actually a, a pretty wild setting when you look at the court. And I'm not sure if uh, Gillespie just got uh, uh, just got teed up or what. But the fans are cheering right now. It's 34 to eight with four minutes left. And and this is tough because it seemed like Gillespie's team was really turning the corner the last couple of weeks. They've played great in in, uh, in SEC ball, and you can just tell by looking at them right now that that he is steaming. 11 turnovers to just one from Vanderbilt through the first 16 minutes of play. Vanderbilt has a great team. They do. And uh, um, they were ranked up in the top 10 early in the year. And um, they went over to Kentucky, and Billy played a heck of a game against them. And um, um, I talked to him a couple days ago, and I said, Billy, you're going to have a tough time over there. And he, he was very worried about it. He knew. If you have a question you want to get in on the Don Haskins Show in our final 10 minutes or so, 880-5763-880-KROD. We'd love to hear from you as we uh, roll right through till the end of the program. Live from the Three-Legged Monkey here at the uh, corner of uh, Hawkins and Montana. We are here every other week, and uh, we'll be back again 
um, two weeks from tonight. But coach, you know, going back to UTEP, they've got a tough stretch now, some road games. And um, UAB seemed like the toughest of the tests that they have to face. But I believe uh, they still have uh, coming up here over the next couple of days. They play SMU, among other teams. These are winnable road games for them. And you know what? They haven't won a road game uh, since last season in conference play when they knocked off uh, SMU at the time. And that was the last time they've done it. So this team right now is just looking for a way to get a little energy, a little confidence. And uh, looking at their upcoming schedule, they've got, uh, let's see, Tulsa and Marshall. And then they wrap it up with SMU and Southern Miss on the road. So four of their last uh, seven games are coming uh, away from the Don Haskins Center. Uh, Houston, uh, they come here. We've played there. Yes, that's the last game of the okay. season on March the 8th. Right. Tulsa, well, though, and uh, Tulsa's played better this season. And Marshall's a tough trip because you got to travel all the way over to uh, Huntington, West Virginia. Steve, I'll tell you what. Uh, the minor men practice hard. Tony, uh, really... You know, he's right on top of them. And, uh, um, you know, we you know we need to turn a corner right now. It's getting late. But uh, a team that could go up and play like, you know, the frustrating part's got to be for the, for the coach and the players. Yeah. Go play like they did against uh, Memphis. Have a chance to win with three minutes to go. It's tied. And uh, uh, couldn't do it. And... Uh, you know, those things begin to get in your head a little bit. Sure they do. But you know what? Right now the Miners have found something. They're on to something here. They've got Kareem Cooper next year who's going yeah, to be he's eligible. he's going to be good. He's going to be good. But they've got a freshman right now in Claude Britton who has become, without a doubt, the most improved player on the court. He played 20 minutes in their last home game and, and, and had a huge performance. He actually won that game when the Miners uh, beat Tulane 66-64. And you know what? I didn't think much of him at the start of the year because he, he, he didn't play, but now all of a sudden, Claude Britton's playing tough. Yeah, he really is. Um, he's got, uh, you know, Steve and I haven't watched this one game, so the games that I've got to watch yeah. are road games on TV. Mm -hmm. But uh, he's a big guy. Uh, he's lost about 40, 50 pounds. And... Uh, uh, you can tell he's got very soft hands, yeah. and he's going to be a good player. Let's take a break. We're back with more of the Don Haskins Show from the Three-Legged Monkey right after this on News Radio KROD. As the Don Haskins Show continues from the Three-Legged Monkey here at the corner of uh, Hawkins and Montana. Let's go to the phones right now. We've got Keith joining us on a mobile as... Uh, I'm sorry, Pete on a mobile as the Don Haskins Don Show Haskins continues. continues. What's going What's on, going Pete? On, Pete? All right, hang on. Let's give 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 Pete the uh, give Pete the uh, headphones, and let's see if we can. Do, we'll just do this. That's I always recommend. If you're here at the Three Legged Monkey and you have a question, please either just come right up and grab the headphones like Pete's doing, or just walk outside so we don't have that feedback like we were having. Pete, Steve, you know what he does? What's that? Pete feeds that box over there. He's got he's I know got he does. his name's probably in there forty fifty times. Well, let's ask him. Pete, did you uh, stuff the box tonight? No, but I got a little string on my, my uh, ballot in case you feel the string. Uh -huh. Just feel the string. What's yeah. your question, Pete? I just wanted to, I wanted to ask why Hardaway was still on if he thinks that his son would consider coming playing his college ball at UTEP. That'd be a great question. Well, now, we're, uh, we're looking to get Tim Hardaway here to the three-legged monkey in about a month or so come tournament time. So we're going to coordinate that and see if we can get him here. But that's a great question. He's, he's a long way from that. 
Yeah. From what, Tim? Well, he's only 15 years old. Yeah, he's 6'4", and a sophomore in high school. He's got a long ways to go. Yeah, he does. Okay. But you'd love to see him as a minor, wouldn't you? Absolutely. The next generation of, uh, of Hardaways uh, come to El Paso and play. That would be great. Pete, thanks for your question. Thanks for being a part of it. Thank you. If there's anybody here at the Three-Legged Monkey that has a question for us before we end the show in a few minutes, if you want to just do like Pete did, walk right up, have a question, we'll get you on and let you ask whatever you'd like here for the coach um, as we continue live. Or if you want to phone in, 880-5763-880-KROD, our telephone number. Good news, Kentucky has now scored the double digits. They have hit 10 with two minutes left. All I'll say is this. I don't want to be in the locker room at halftime no. when Billy Gillespie is going to uh, discuss and critique his team's performance in the first half. Yeah, it'll, it'll be a little cruel in there. Yes, it will. And uh, maybe it should be. Well, you got to do something. When you had performances, those rare performances, when your team would struggle like that and not score and have a game where they find themselves down by a bunch of points, would you light into them at halftime? Afraid would, so. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Um, I what, would. What but, would you do? Well, I don't know. Or would you? Or would you? Go or would you look at them an and say, cream cone or "No"? Something? Or would you look at them and say, "You know what?" I'm so sick of you right now. I don't want to say a word to you. I can't even talk to you right I've, now. I've I, done that. How'd that work? Well, um, yeah, I've, I've had a few times that I never even entered the dressing room. Really? Yeah. You're so upset you wouldn't even you wouldn't even go. I couldn't even talk. I was so mad. Would the assistant do the talking for you? Or would you just let the players talk uh, with each other and then that was it? Uh, I think I wouldn't even let the assistants go in. Yeah. But normally players. You know, they've all got, uh, um, you know, they don't want to play bad. Sometimes they do. But uh, a few times I did that because we absolutely had no, uh, uh, we didn't play hard, no spark. But, uh, and I've seen it work a couple times. I was going to say, how much would yelling at them motivate them? Nothing, nothing. They know, the, uh, you know, that's what they expect. So it's almost like they, they think you're going to come in and just chew them out if they don't play well. It's almost as if it's, it's part of the territory. I've uh, done that four or five times. Just four or five times in 38 years. That's pretty yeah. good. That's not, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. So, but, well. Uh, the, you know, normally those things aren't X's and O's. It's effort. And if they're not giving any kind of effort at all, I don't even want to go in and talk to them. Most of the time, though, when teams would be uh, would be flat, they would come around and, and, and perform and uh, turn it around in the second half. So, By the way, I know we talked about uh, Eddie Rivera on the show today. We've tried to get a hold of him, folks. We have been unable to track down Eddie. We will try to attempt to get him on our next show and get him on the phone. So for those of you that were hoping to hear from Eddie Rivera, unfortunately, we were not able to do that. But, uh, again, we'll try to, uh, to get him on in the future. In the meantime, Coach, as we mentioned earlier, the season is winding down right now. We've, uh, we've got uh, seven games left in the UTEP season. Then it's tournament time, and we'll start talking we uh, got, about who's coming to the NCAA. We got three at home. Yep. Three at home, four on the road. Yep. East Carolina, UAB, and Houston still at home. And um, our record is what in the conference? I knew you were going to ask that, too. Um, in conference play... Hang on one second. You uh, you got me good. Um, UTEP right now, five and four in conference. All right, yeah, five and four in conference okay. play. Five and zero oh at home, zero oh and four on the well, road. We so that's went easy. three or four games. Yep. 
We'll move up. You know, the seedings are important when we get to the tournament. And uh, hopefully we can get in the opposite bracket. Great seeing you. We're out of time. We'll talk to you again in two weeks. Thank you, Steve. All right. uh, There you have it, folks. For Keitha Adams and the Bear, I'm Steve Kaplowitz. Thanks so much for joining us. And so long, everybody, from the Three-Legged Monkey.